Quarmaine Favor is a 29-year-old South Carolina native from Sumter, South Carolina, currently residing in Atlanta, Georgia. He is the founder of Music for the Mind, a mental health nonprofit organization whose purpose is to raise money for the benefit of inpatients at South Carolina local facilities. He is also an owner of a work-from-home-based call center and vending machine company. His goals for his organization are to increase awareness around the Black community for the signs of mental health and to boost the morale of getting the help with, when necessary. And here's Kwame. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There are levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming back once again. Hey, friends. We, we hey, are at episode 14. And we... Mm-hmm. We're moving on up. Like Getting on up there. Well, congrats, ladies. Yes, Lord. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. For real. Yeah, just okay. Trying to make it, child. Trying to make that dollar to make 15 cents. <laughs> trying to squeeze that shit like the last you know, one. that's hard. You have to cut it open. So. <laughs> okay. That's the, trying to get that last <laughs> little piece of deodorant out. When you forgot to go to the stove, <laughs> you push the order. My Monique, do you know my shit melted on the way back? No. Like I opened it up and it was like all chopped up and shit. I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> and I use clinical protection, so that's like eight dollars a little thing. So I was Ooh. a little annoyed. Yeah. Mm. Oh. That means Delta oh, should have did better with that that's fight because that. we were hot as hell. That I mean, but you was high. You was only about two big people. Oh, I was over there. Damn. Yeah, I was fine. But I, I saw you over there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you got to tell me more about oh, this. I can't wait to hear about this damn trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Did you enjoy the oh, fight that morning? Because I saw you. Sit, I, you were sitting at the end, so I was like, maybe she's not hot. No, but I kind of saw. I thought I was going gonna have a panic attack. It was so hot. And then the lady beside me was sitting with a wool sweater on. I'm like, bitch, it's still this. It's what? It's too hot. It don't, I don't care what season it is. We are on a full plane and you sitting here with a wool sweater on. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yes. Talking about, are you cold? Do I look cold to you? Well, to the, the planes are usually cold. And I know with Delta, like usually it, it's so cold that when the air's blowing, like you can see the air. No coming out of the vent yeah but that wasn't our flight though unfortunately oh, no. our flight felt like a a half bathroom oh you know? no y'all had a soul plane flight yeah oh. it was fine I, I forgot maybe we got to a certain altitude and it got cold but like when we were just sitting there it was like scorching yeah. hot you know it's hot when the flight attendants tell you oh, to God. make sure the blinds are closed the windows are closed to keep the cool air in damn <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm so concerned about this wool sweater. Must be menopause. Must be menopause. You know, knowing it was hot as balls. I thought that made you hot. I must be in them late stages, child, like my grandma. 
She didn't. I mean, maybe didn't jump cold because she used to be hot as hell. We couldn't even blow the heat when it was like forty degrees outside in the wintertime. But then she done turned it around, and she don't. She don't really blow the air like that no more. Yeah, it's a thing. Now, now she, now she For cold. To be okay. cold all the time. I think that's a mental Fair thing they just be putting in their mind. Because you know the air costs more than the heat, so they don't like cutting the air on. I just turned my heat on for the first time today. <laughs> Take that bill. <laughs> yeah. Lord. Well, with all that conversation, we didn't even introduce our guest. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's fine. Lord. But we have our guest today. Mo, you want to introduce? Yes, I have the lovely Carmaine Favor. <laughs> also you. known as Q in the streets of Atlanta or Boogie from the hometown <laughs> of Sumter. My best friend, thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. Yes. I, I really like y'all's show. I, I was telling Monique, her voice is very smoothing. Constance is funny. And Jawanda's like a real even mediator. So that's a well-balanced cast. So that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, some people's people shows don't get well-balanced, <laughs> even though it has good content. But y'all is pretty dope. So I like that. Thank you. But thanks for having me, for sure. Yeah, thanks for coming. Oh my God, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, really, thank you so much for coming. You know, talk about getting high. Just that mental of me because I didn't jump high too. Right, terrible wine. Let's talk about this wine. Let's go and get into it, okay? Because Mr. Favorite and got him some white. Oh, did you get that from Dr. And I'm jealous. I did. It's amazing. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, I drink mine straight, but you know, you can mix it. Um, white is a little bit lighter than the regular Hennessy, that's why. But I normally um, right. drink it straight. But Monique refused to have any with me, so I had to do it alone. Do do not. Did she she did you a that favor. Was, Monique, she did. She did you a favor. That was. I've that only was had God. one experience with that. <laughs> okay. Was, she. Long story short, we had a car party that ended up in the emergency room the next day. Oh, we did too. Uh huh. Um, not doing this. Yeah, okay. we did too. Yep. 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 <laughs> So, Monique knows her limits, yeah. and that's a great thing. Yeah. So, yeah. if she tells you, you no you to alcohol, wine. then you just take it for what it is. <laughs> Not all of my friends have she did good on no <laughs> She did good on white oh, rum. Really? White and brown. Give me my credit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had one drink. Okay, of brown. it didn't come Stop back it. up, so okay. that matters. Oh well, yeah, true, true. So you did good. <laughs> So rum, you can and do how that. many? How many? Oh, how many cups? Because so we we like to limit her to two servings. Over the five days, I think maybe four. Okay. Right, maybe four or five. I think it's about yeah. four. Yeah, but other than that, she drank like either some wine okay. or something. So she was pretty light. Okay, I yeah. definitely had to have. Me on the other hand, I can't talk. You definitely don't. You don't want her to be in the hospital in yeah. DR. That's what she don't. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lord no. Um, um well, let's talk about yeah. this lovely pick for today. So <laughs> I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing when I suggested this because I couldn't think of anything to suggest. And I know that we talked about it before. Um, so our wine of the week is um Pinot Noir. Um I got the Apothic brand. Um Mo, what brand did you get and pour out? Well, what was available in the refrigerator that did get poured out was Barefoot. That was just happened to uh, be there, so I gave it a try. That that was your first problem. Okay. 
No, you know, Barefoot be giving you the shit. Barefoot, anyway. Sutter Home. Even if it's a wine you like. So, no. Now, Sutter Home, sometimes I just, got to, I just got to. I'm just Yeah, I'll do Sutter Home Some before I got barefoot. you. Yeah, Barefoot, I had to let that go. I got me some Yellowtail. Oh, yellowtail. That's me. I, and usually, like I said, yeah, I like Yellowtail. You know, it get me through. And it's not terribly pricey because I just did not have it in me to go all the way to Aldi today. I couldn't do it because I, I wasn't in my neck of the woods when I went. I stopped going to Aldi's after putting them quarters in the cart and stuff. Just <laughs> you get the, you get the quarter time. back, though. Oh, girl. People say that, but I just never knew about always... that and then get, bringing your own bags. and so, It just gave me anxiety, so I just stayed away from it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, now the bringing your own bags, you do have to do. I was going to say with the quarter, though, and this is so raggedy of me, but I saw it on TikTok. But you can take your house I did key see and that. that bitch in there and it'll let it right go. So you, and it worked. I did see that. I'm sorry, Monique. <laughs> I had to see if it was, but I never get a card in there. I usually take. Oh. Well, you know, true Aldi shoppers take the boxes off the shelf and put your food in there and take it to the car. Yeah. Oh. It's like going to mm-hmm. Sam's. No, oh, I ain't that real. The whole purpose of the quarter thing oh. is for you to be able to, to bring the cart back and put it back in there. So they won't have to hire um, cart boys or whatever. All these, all about trying to cut out money to save you money, I guess the best way to put it. So they don't have bags because that's extra money. They don't have cart boys, so that's extra money. So, you know, they try to cut corners oh. to have you a better experience. I have no idea. <laughs> I know Dollar Tree's doing the quarters now. I, I was in there the other day. They? I was in there the other day buying a cart and I saw like the... The little red thing like Aldi's. I said, y'all need uh, like a quarter? They're like, yeah, because people have been having the carts all across the mm-hmm. parking lot. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Okay, Aldi being that innovative. That does make sense. <laughs> they was the right. first. Listen, I applaud the tree because Dollar Tree sure need it. Because at one point, I didn't realize Dollar Tree had cars because ours ain't yeah. got none. Them shit's all over the Walmart parking lot. You can catch a couple of oh, them in Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. It's a shame. I don't, because they're right, they're by each other. They're just everywhere. Anyway, um, this Pinot Noir is not my, I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. It's not my favorite. It's kind of (laughs) nasty. After that apothic Merlot, I feel bougie now. I I just, I don't think I could take it. Merlot is fine with me. And Cab, you know, I got to be in the mood for it. But this Pinot Noir, I'm going to stick to my regular Pinot. Okay, Grigio. Okay, so with the Pinot Grigio, the Pinot Noir, I don't like it either. Um, For me, in my house, it tastes like prunes. So, um, but I did want to open y'all up to something different. Mm So, I mean, just because I don't like it, don't mean y'all ain't gonna like it. But never going back. I might appreciate it. Yeah, it's not my choice, per se. No. It's a little little prune juicy for me. I'll probably sit through the shit Look, till Christmas. And if I ain't finished Christmas. it by December 25th, I'm pouring the shit out. I got that. Now, nah, I done paid for it now. <laughs> this is going to sit in this refrigerator and I'm trying. This is how small I poured it because I knew it was nasty. You know, usually I'm up here. But it's down here. I do y'all know. like y'all's on chill or do y'all keep it like room temperature? No, we want it cold. I don't understand why people want it hot. Yeah, I usually put it chill. But I don't. it's not supposed to be. Red wine, honestly, is not 
usually supposed to be yeah. chilled. It's supposed to be. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think um, when you do red wine, if it's nasty, I'll just swallow it. Like when I'm at like a company dinner, I gotta be bougie for a second. I just gotta swallow <laughs> it to keep your, your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is right. definitely giving me prune juice vibes. Nah, yeah, no. Nah. Brings me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on. It was a it was a zero out of three for the Pinot. <laughs> to know for me, dog. But if anybody has any um good sangria recipe, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do with this shit. I'm gonna turn it into a sangria because that's only mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sangria this. tastes like prunes. <laughs> if you put enough oranges in there. And some other fruit, you might be okay. We're going to see. I'm sure uh, Pinterest, I'm sure, is, is going to get me together. I'm sure there's a Pinot Noir-based sangria I can make. We had a good sangria at that Lansby. one restaurant, Monique, on the resort. <clears throat> Remember, the food was nasty, but the sangria, sangria was good. sangria was hitting. It was good. <laughs> yeah, the sangria was good. <laughs> the food was nasty. Yeah, it was okay. We were just trying all the stuff, you know. Trying mm-hmm. trying. Yeah. Experiencing things, it's okay. It's okay. That's what you're supposed to do. All the things, girl. Why somebody? Try- Let's get into these vacation recaps. <laughs> yes, Les. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about yes. it. Can we please? So, y'all, this couple tried to hook up with us while we were there in DR. Hold up, like a swinger? Child, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I was oblivious to what was more. happening. Oh. I caught on quick. So. Long story short, they were just, uh, we took their picture for them. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, mm-hmm. when they took our picture, they were saying like, uh, y'all do a kiss. We're like, no, we're best friends. He's like, yeah, I'm with my best friend too. And I was like, no, this is like real best friend. So he took our picture and we were done. And then as we were walking back to the room, he was like, question, are you sure you don't want to kiss your best friend? And I turned around, I was like, uh, no, I think we're good. And so he started smiling. They had whispered and started laughing. I'm like, Monique, I think they're swingers. And she just sitting there walking like, oh, you know, like, like she don't know what's going on. I'm like, Monique, I think they're trying to hook up. So the last day we were leaving, he made some mojitos for us. Monique didn't want any. So she went to the car. And then he was like, I don't think you caught my drift the other night. I said, no, I caught it. She didn't, she didn't catch it. I, I caught exactly what was going on. But I said, that's just not our thing. I don't like people licking twat on vacation. Not mine. You know, but <laughs> well, I'm like not not on vacation right now. So Mm-mm. you know, and it always sounds good. Like let's just go get our mm-hmm. Elmo ticket on vacation because we on vacation. But that's not what we focused I on. Did right not now. Know. And nowadays, you don't know what you're gonna come Ooh. back with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Child, you throw Rona in the mix, cute. and there's all these other. They were cute though. I think they were cute couple. No, she looked like a guy. You kept saying that. Like, I don't think she did. You because think so? She had manly features. So I wasn't sure well, what Lisa, was happening. She wasn't pretty enough for her. Well, he was a truck driver, so he might have picked up anything. Ain't no telling. Because he did say he But I can't be mad at sis. Get your vacation. Yeah, he just seemed annoying. I guess he seemed that. annoying a little bit, but, you know. Lord. Jesus. Yes. I, I like being vacation. hit on. So I, that would have made me feel good. After I got over being creeped out, it would have made me feel good. Yeah. Somebody yeah. hit on me on vacation. Yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> they looked they like they were cute. It was like, I think they were like at least in their like 40s and stuff. They didn't look bad though. But Monique thought the girl like a man. I thought she was cute. But Monique I mean, she had like, a big no. butt. But other than that, her face looked like a dude. 
So that credit, it was nighttime. And then we saw them the next day at breakfast, and she looked the same. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to help them, but you know. Oh, man. Ain't no help. (laughs) She'd have made up her mind, Lord. Yeah, it was very nice. Uh, Monique danced with, with with, she did some, uh, the samba dance with some guy. Oh. That could shake his butt better than her. Yeah. I thought it was great. I'll give him his props. He gave me a run for my money. Okay. Maybe we'll share the video later. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you just sent oh, it to me. I see that. You, you just put that. That's that right. You just sent it to us, you know, personally. You ain't got to put that in there on the social medias. I, I would, love I would like okay. to see that. You did good. Okay. Let me find that out. You did good. I was shocked because right. I don't even dance like that. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Most said she was here to Most said when I go all. on vacation, I go and on I'm vacation. here for yes, room service me, please. Again right. and again and again and again. <laughs> I was Those burgers was good. I'm interested in this horseback ride. Now where y'all just did it on the beach or was it like a tour of some sort? Because it sounds nice. I would love to do horseback mm-hmm. riding. Well, first of all, we was creeped out because when they picked us up, they pulled over on the side of the road to put us in another car. Oh. So, uh, oh my god! But it, we rode on the beach, but we went in a van, and then he pulled on the side of the road. That we jumped inside of it was like a Rav Four or something. Mm-hmm. So Monique was looking weird out, and I had told her always look in the trunk, so you know you can grab just in case, you know, and then just sit behind him. But it turned out to be legit. But we did get kind of like, ah, shit, what the fuck? Like you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lord, when you said that, I was like, oh hell, that'd be so. Yeah, but it was a nice ride though. Um, we were smart enough to wear pants this time because the mosquitoes were terrible. Oh my god! Um, but that's the one oh. travel tip I would tell oh, anybody yeah. if you're going to DR: pack the mosquito spray from the states. Don't get anything from there because I swear that shit attracted more mosquitoes when we put it. On. <laughs> my back and everything was just yeah. tore up. I'm just like, what is happening? Oh wow! Oh god! Yeah, it was. That's anything yeah. nothing about mosquitoes. <laughs> I really didn't. I think nothing about it. I just think about how damn hot it would be. Oh, yeah. Was, the Monique actually saw a nice looking Haitian man. Well, his name was yes, Charlie. Yes, Lord. Charlie was so old. Ch- I don't even like chocolate <laughs> men, but Charlie was amazing. He was handsome. He was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he was beautiful. Yeah, he was a nice looking guy. Um, nice skin. I was like, make my acne mm. look bad. So I was like, goodness. I said, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nice guy. I, asked, I think I asked him that too. I was like, "What you do to your your face?" He was just like water. I was like, "Oh, I hate when dudes say that." <laughs> I just put some water on it. Yeah, that's it. And then they have this nice glowing skin. Meanwhile, I got to put all this. I had a whole regimen. Sometimes the shit don't work. So, what was yeah. the highlight of y'all trip to Denver? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the highlight of our trip to Denver is that we got to see J. Cole, 21 Savage, and Moray. I think that's. No, the kickstand. Yes. Quicksand, kickstand. That's all I know. Um, The concert was good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, What I was surprised to see, which I should have been surprised to see, that all of the clear people had blunts in the the building. Yes. Okay. Yes. All the the clear. There was a lot lot of white people people in there, there, and they had the blunts. They had the vapes. 
they had it they were smoking it and you everything if anything i got high off a of second hand because right i so we were high the whole time <laughs> uh, <laughs> all trip long because i thought damn we probably should take it in there. and i think it was only because i didn't think you could just just regular smoke anywhere like you can't smoke inside places so i didn't think that would be a thing but we was like well shit we should have rolled our shit up and put it in our pocket and brought it on. Damn. Because <laughs> not like we wouldn't. Did y'all try there. edibles while y'all were there? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. I like edibles. Mm-hmm. But no. the low milligrams, not the ones that have me, make me thinking crazy, but the, the regular <laughs> low, the low milligrams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, we had a 10. So I got tricked. So they gave me the can of the gummies or whatever. And on the gummy can, it says 100 milligrams. So I'm like, ooh, that's high. But when you read the back of the can, it's 10 pieces that equals 100 milligrams. So I'm around telling people that I done had this 100 milligram, but it was really 10. So when she said that shit, I was like, oh, well, mine's only 10. She fucking around with 100 milligrams. Mine only 10. I'm going to just take two. And I smoked on top of that. I felt like I couldn't come down. I was geeking. I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, is this high ever going to go away? Why well, won't it go away? But whew, I ain't built up no real serious tolerance. <laughs> I feel like yet. if you go to Colorado or Cali, it's just law to at least try some gummies while you're there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I I mean, when well, I've been to California first, so the experience was. Well, I just want to go in the dispensary. Like I ain't really cared about trying anything. I was just like, this is something new. We don't have this, so let me try it. Right. And I mean, the experience was the same. You know, they take your ID or whatever, and then they have people to help you. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. I tried Stativa for the first yeah. time, so I liked it because I felt like um, Indica I always fall asleep. And then um, EJ talks shit to me because he be up that I'm asleep with probably uh, a, some chips in my mouth. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was fun. We went to the concert and then we went on ATVs um, that I would not do again. That was a good time. I would. I just don't want to do it in the mountains. So like the we rode up a mountain and it was just rocks every goddamn where and i mean big ass boulders and shit and i mean yeah the atv could take it but i mean we were just like just gyrating the whole time and like feeling like we was gonna fall the fuck yeah. off so I, I i would rather do atvs in a yeah. different terrain if we could do like the straight shot like just the dirt and the water that would have been fine yeah them rocks yeah, we playing no games we had right? a good mixture of the two but they had us stopping at like a local um oh, really? coffee distillery basically and then um we stopped at this waterfall this water this cave basically and then the other stop was Mm -hmm. a beach so i feel like our ride we would have been able to ride better if we didn't have the stops but it was still nice to see like how the locals lived and um the things that they sold i think i would have done that Cause like we saw a cave and we saw it was like, a silver trees. mining cave. It was like a. It was so damn slippery because of the I snow. Went, you yeah, couldn't get up there. Um. <laughs> then he was like, "Oh, look how far you came down. You look down. You like the fuck. Now I gotta come down." 
And that going downhill, bitch. I didn't. I was not a fan oh of God. going downhill. It was worse than going up. Did everybody have their own ATV? It was. Everybody except Taylor and oh. Kev. Taylor said that she wasn't about to yeah. drive. She don't trust herself. So she got on the back of Kev's. Oh, okay. Um, but everybody else, I trust. I hate to say it, but I didn't trust EJ. I wouldn't trust nobody because I wasn't in control of the ATV. Like, I just feel like I needed right. to be in control. I hated it the whole time, but I mm-hmm. had to be in control. So I wouldn't trust being on the back of anybody. Nah. You would have had that FOMO. It would have been pissed off. Like, why the fuck I didn't just do this myself? So it was better that you did it yourself and hated it instead of getting on the back of his. And yeah, I thought that was going to be a whole instruction before girl. we took off. And he was like, oh, here's the brakes. Here's the gas. I'm like, do I how, do I turn left? Do I turn right? <laughs> like, is there a horn on this bitch to, in case there's an? <laughs> yes, and so and there was a horn, but they didn't tell us until I heard somebody blowing, and I'm like, okay, where is that? But we should have really blown at them bitches ahead of us. That's why I, I was trying to them. tell them about how the chick must have had back surgery or something because she was driving so damn slow. Oh. But that was me. Lord. I think, I guess because, okay, but it's only because it was so rocky and we were hanging off a fucking mountain. <laughs> like, literally. So I felt like if I would have went too fast going around this damn mountain, that my ass would have just fell off. And this isn't Mario Kart. My ass would have died. <laughs> you don't get to come back. And I can just hear my black family now. See, why her ass went out there and did some shit like that? She knows better than that. (laughs) Now we got to have her funeral because her ass is (laughs) riding on mountains and shit. Oh, honey. Yeah, they gave us a whole pep talk. That shit was like 15 minutes telling us about how to turn and where we going and that you could die. Don't do this and don't do that. And they told us, basically, if you break the bike, you got to pay for it. So not on top of my family having to pay for my funeral, if I would have fell off the damn mountain, they would have had to replace the bike as well. You better cover it in your life insurance. (laughs) That shit was happening. Oh, God. I think our talk was like 30 30, seconds. Literally, Mm -hmm. sign this paper. All right, y'all ready? Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, like they definitely gave minutes. us a fifteen minute um talk. It was like these bikes are new, so if anything fucked up on them, we know it's you. Damn. Basically. He came, he said, gas, break. And then he said, Then you just follow. And I he said, You have done this before? I'm like, Yeah. And then some people was like, No, he still just walked off like whatever. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> God damn. That would have kicked my anxiety even higher. So but it was okay as long as the it was just these girls. Well, that one girl, sorry, that was holding up the line, and it was just kind of annoying because yeah. I'm just like, yeah, like just you need to be at the end of the line, like just and she driving all slow, so it ruined the experience for the people behind. So I just drove around the bitch and just went to front. But <laughs> Monique stayed back there for a minute until after the beach, and we we're like, okay, let's just go together because they just, yeah, no, we know better next time. Don't go, don't book online because the online crew is slow. And oh. then get in the front of the line if you do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we yeah. also went to um, the Red Rocks. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, that was nice. It was cold because we went in the morning, like first thing in the morning. But um, it was nice. A real nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we do? I went to Atlanta before that. So I actually had my birthday in Atlanta. So... This is like the first birthday we've spent apart, I think, in a yeah. very, very, very long time. Is yeah. It? Yeah, because last year, 
we came to came to Virginia. Virginia. Oh, we, we y'all's did. birthdays. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, okay. sweet. Any their birthday is always a thing because they're like right there on top yeah. of each other. Oh. But yeah, but I had a I had a great time. I would definitely say that the concert was my highlight too. It yeah. was it was fantastic. He's an awesome performer. Yeah, I always talk about every time because I've seen him more than once. So I just feel like every time I see him like step out on stage, I don't know whether it's a front for him or whether he really feels this way. But he just comes on stage with, like this humble face, like I can't believe these thousands of people came here to see me. And I was just like, dude, come on now, you're a multi platinum artist. Like, why would we be excited to see you? What is your problem? Right. You've been famous he for a while just now. Just yes. All y'all niggas was in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, 21 Savage said, whew, I gotta sit down this air. <laughs> it was hot. He was, no, this air is different. Girl, I told you I couldn't this run up the stairs. I think it's the altitude. Uh, the altitude. It is the altitude. So it's like if you he, you can't be running on stage and shit. I could barely run up the stairs. You f- you feel out of breath for sure. Yeah, I think they recommend those IVs when you land in like the mountains. Oh, like, those IVs to get your body back to room temperature. When I went to Aspen, that's what. Well, I saw the white people doing this. I probably shouldn't have did it, but I did it anyway. <laughs> they were doing it, and it did. It made my body cold, and it's like it sets oh. your body to room temperature. Oh, do you feel like it helped? It did because my ears hadn't popped yet, and uh-huh. I still felt like I had like a migraine. And so, after everybody was sitting in the chair with those bags, I'm like, "Well, let me just try this." I was yeah. the only black person in the room, so I probably shouldn't have. But I was already hooked up. So I'm like, "Well, <laughs> well you, you in the, you in the thick of it now." Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, but it yeah. did help though. Um, so I think people have been normally. I've seen a lot of people like on Instagram when they land in like the mountain areas. They try to get the IVs. Hmm. I did have a headache. Yeah. Um, when I first got there, so, I had a headache on the way sense. back home. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Damn. But yeah, man, it was it was for sure a much needed time. I think on everyone's account. Yes. Uh, I was very happy to to go. Sad to come on back, but I knew I had to come back to life, back to reality. Yeah. But it felt good though. It was out. It was our mental health recharge. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. It really was. It was a good recharge too. I got caught up on so much sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think me going to two different cities helped. It made it seem like it was a longer vacation than what it was. I enjoyed yeah. that. Shout out to Taylor. She she gave the suggestion. So shout out to her. Yeah. So what does mental health mean to you as a uh, mental health advocate and the owner of Music for the Mind? So mental health to me means I need to take care of myself so I can take care of others. Um, like you have to be in a healthy state of mind emotionally, you know, you have to be healthy physically and healthy mentally in order to help those around you and not just necessarily help with words, but sometimes your vibe and actions can actually affect the other person. Um, I'm a big on energy and if your energy is off, it can affect your mental health and even just sometimes talking to a person and Monique knows I'm quick to cut people off if I feel like you're just doing too much. And I had somebody that would just always just be neck, like no matter what it was, you can say, I bought a Dell laptop. Well, I think Acer's better. And I think this, like, and they would just like, like, what are you going through over there? Like what, what's, 
you know, and it, mm-hmm. I had to figure out the best way to deliver it. So mental health to me, I had to take care of myself and align my spirit and vibe so that I can help other people align theirs. And another thing is a lot of a lot of us, I think we ignore signs of when people are crashing um, mentally. Like a lot of people are, if they're always jolly or if they're always, we can always see when they're always depressed. But if they're always jolly, you have to just notice a change in their patterns. And a lot of us can't really pick that up. Um, so the purpose of my charity is to bring awareness, especially in the black community, to bring like bringing up the morale of us being okay with calling out when we see signs and going to therapy and checking yourself in if you need help. But a lot of us, that's a form of embarrassment. That's a form of why you ain't got your shit together at this age. You know, it, it, it'd be all those things you think about before you even make a move. Um, so uh, Music for the Mind is an annual, we do like an annual benefit concert. You know, for everybody mm-hmm. to come out, they play like gospel music. We have a speaker come the night before and we do a walk. It's like a three mile walk. And it's basically just taking a walk in other people's shoes. And yeah, just to try to understand where they're coming from. And my co-founder, my cousin April, our cousin Wallace, her brother is suffering with mental health. And he would just walk like this same trail around 441. Monique knows back home or 441. He would just walk and walk. And then one day he just laid in the middle of the road and people would be calling the police like, hey, this guy's laying in the middle of the road 2 a.m. every night. We couldn't figure out what was going on. And... We checked him in. They was just like, yeah, he's kind of schizophrenic. And we wouldn't have known that unless you paid attention. Because mm-hmm. he would be back home by the morning. But you just never know what he was doing at night until people started saying stuff. It yeah. was just real weird. And um, But yeah, so Music for the Mind is just to help bring awareness to the black community about mental health. And we raise pro- all of our profits go to care packages at the inpatients for the local facilities. And we also pay for mental health sessions. And we pay for therapy sessions as well. I love that. Yeah, really do. That's fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, I I think I do wonder like how that got to be such a stigma, especially in the black community. Um, all these high expectations for where you think you should be at a certain age, and it's just like times have changed. And I mean, you can't go to college for two hundred dollars, and it's not gonna guarantee you a job when you get a degree if you finish that shit in four years. So I don't understand what kind of shit together you think we finna have when different people can find different avenues and ways to work like it's just not the same as it once was i think we were trained to have a get over it mentality yeah like get over it or other people going through worse so it's it just trains you to kind of deal with it and the more you suppress the more you affect your mental health Mm -hmm. but to me i'd rather be blunt and be an asshole versus me just holding everything in yeah and then you see my energy is wrong like oh they acting funny and you know so i'm just not holding in no more look if you didn't like what i said we're gonna have to address it but i'm not holding shit in messing with my anxiety my anxiety already bad so i'm not finna hold <laughs> in that you acting stupid one day i'm like listen i'm not sure what's wrong but you was doing a bit much but you know yeah so is that kind of how you cope with it cope with any struggles you may have you just kind of let it out. Yeah, and I have to still work on my delivery because <laughs> um, <laughs> my delivery is not the best. Um, I but I kind of cope with just letting it out, like because okay. the more I hold it in, like I start thinking if I if Monique made me mad one day, well she don't, but I'm just saying in general, if she makes me mad, if I talk to my other best friend 
if she even do anything close to what Monique did, now I'm about to lash on her. So now she's thinking something wrong. You're like, well, you called me yeah. the other day with attitude. I don't know what you was just doing too much. And now you reply back. Now when I go back to Monique, now I'm two times as mad. Cause now this bitch said something and I didn't say nothing to you. So now I got to say something twice as much over, you know? And so, yeah. I mean, you can just mess with yourself and then I'm gonna be ready to cut everybody off and be mm -hmm. isolated. And then okay. you and your thoughts. So it's like, you know what? Yeah. Just get it out and just tell you how I feel. Um, that and me, and I read a lot. I think Monique okay. picked that up um, when I was there. I kind of read books to keep my mind on what, like I would go all over the place. Mm -hmm. if I allow myself. So I just kind of read to stay focused. Yeah, you definitely inspired okay. me during the trip. And then you started to notice, you pointed out all the other people that were reading books also at the resort. And I was like, damn, I need to get my life together. I don't read not even a damn newspaper. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm encouraged to, like, take that on as a task of something that I can incorporate to help, like, focus my, my day. So... Like it's this book I recommend to everybody called Unwinding Anxiety mm -hmm. on Amazon. And I think a lot of people should read that. It's very, very good. Help you unwinding anxiety and understand kind of your thoughts and understand, you know, why you think the way you do and kind of remove the stigmas out of your mind. Um, and it's a very good book. I'm almost done with it. And it kind of helped me understand, like, your thoughts are not real. Stop mm -hmm. overworking, stop overthinking yourself. And it was helping you. On one of the pages I told Monique, it said, um, it's like, oh my gosh, I see all these numbers on the clock. I think I'm about to die. And he put in parentheses, what are you, a fucking idiot? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like where your, why are your mind even there? Like, where does this come from? Right. Did you just randomly think of this, you know, so you have to kind of steer your mind back into a different place? So, yeah, I like that. It's so hard, though to acknowledge like mm -hmm. damn my mind has been racing all day i'm fucking tired of myself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why some people look for like distractions and shit they look to lose themselves into something mm -hmm. else and I'm, I'm sure that's where the books come in i usually tend to watch tv shows usually fictional within somebody else's nonsense or a good trash tv because i know you watch that, Jawanda. I love a good Just trash lie, TV. Look at somebody else's drama. Like, bitch, why are you so obsessed with her? Like, why do you care? You have $400 million in the bank. Why is the fact that she even mentioned something about your husband bothering you? She's poor. <laughs> don't worry about her. You don't even know her. <laughs> yeah. People's insecurities, all that money, and they just thinking like, how dare you say something about me? You know, my life is perfect. How dare you? You know, then other people get influenced. But for me, I'm just like, if I had a bunch of money in the bank, like my last stop, I could care less if you find me ugly or unattractive or, or whatever. Like, Cause I'm rich, my, bitch. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and my money look good. I'm fine. Facts. Okay. Yeah. Right. What did Jay Z say? There's no ugly billionaire. He cute. Mm mm. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. No such thing as an ugly billionaire. Mm mm. Oh, I agree with I that. I think whoever. God. Money talks. Yeah. Bullshit Money talk. walk. Bullshit walk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks for letting me That's explain that. A lot of people yeah. don't really like to talk about mental health and it's I think a that's big the stigma. problem. Yeah, well I think that's part of the problem and why it is a statement because we don't talk about it. Yeah. I think I realized some of the things that are categorized as like mental health issues. I didn't realize that they were mental health issues. Because it seems so every day, you know, mm -hmm. and some shit that everybody deals with. 
Um, so I guess that's why, I, you know, we always talk about how much we love therapy. I mean, shit, love it. Yeah. I like being able to get that shit out, like you said. And so if I can't deliver it well to the actual person I want to say it to, having that therapist, it's just like, let me tell you about this bitch. And I'm sorry I got to use the word bitch, but I got to say it because I can't say it to nobody else, goddammit, because somebody else going to judge me, but you, I'm paying you not to do so. so let me tell you about this bitch. Because <laughs> she pissed me the fuck off. I think the black experience within itself deserves some kind of therapy, some kind of counseling. And then... You know, for I can't speak for anybody else, but the black experience itself, me having to go to work every day as a professional with my blue hair, um, then I am a black woman in this profession, also trying to live life. Like, we have thoughts every time we step out into society. Like, today, I was like, damn, I really wasn't trying to go to the store today, but I'm here looking like a fucking bum. But I'm pretty sure this, I went to a hood store, so I'm pretty sure nobody else cared because they probably look just like me. But here I am wondering, you know, caring about how I look. And I'm just trying to get some bread. <laughs> it's a damn shame. Yeah, I think, and I don't know. It could just be something that's ingrained in us, but it's mm-hmm. just something there in that black experience that I just feel like we as a whole need to like unpack. Yeah. I feel like being black is just now kind of starting to be normalized. I mean, not that it wasn't before, but like it's being celebrated more openly. Because I know it's where people were doing it before, but it sounds so awful to say, but it's trending now. Yeah. No, that's true. I was just telling a friend the other day, I don't like that whole first black. Well, he's sorry. He don't like the whole, they're the first black to do this, first black to do that. He's like... Why y'all acting like that's an accomplishment? And I said, for me, we've been like oppressed and ignored so long. I'm going to celebrate when somebody's the first whatever. And that's yeah. just me. And you don't have to. But I said, that's why we say some of y'all are coons. Because you don't get to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. don't celebrate what we're doing. So we had this big blowout on the phone about it. And I was like, listen, I'm going to, because he don't like what I was posting on my blog. Why are you doing the first black? I said, because I'm going to do that. I'm going to celebrate whoever's the first. They didn't recognize us. And we're going to do it. Yeah. And so that's just how I feel. You know, people, you know, think different. But I tell them, I do understand also that if we break down the percentages, there were 1.3 million black people that voted for Trump. So I do understand there's more of you out here. It ain't just you. And apparently that offended him. But I'm just like, <laughs> there's a lot of it's those millions of us that voted for, for Trump. And so, as I know, a lot of y'all think like this, but, you know, we just have to agree to disagree. Yeah. So I have a question. So I don't know whether it should come from that person's perspective of yours, but my question would be like, do you think it's our fault as black people? Cause we're the first, like, I don't understand why he was so offended. It's not like we don't want to be involved or be the first or the second or the 15th, the thousandth person to do anything. But it, I feel like it just speaks volumes to say that it's 2021 and we have the first person to do something. So what does that mean? What happened in these years past? I don't feel like it's our fault because we're the first. We just had somebody accomplish it. So I don't I don't know where he was trying to go with that one and why he really feel offended about that. Yeah. I didn't go in depth to ask because that was just the key for me getting <laughs> so off. I just right. um, but from what I interpreted it was more so 
he doesn't understand why we're celebrating us finally getting to a place and we're still like behind. And I told him the fact that we're celebrating again, like I said, is because we were ignored so long. So I'm going to celebrate whoever. If y'all podcast is the first one on ABC, the first, you know, three yeah. melanin black, I'm going to always post it. But that's just what I do. I'm going to celebrate it. But people like him will not. And I just find it ridiculous. But then you got to understand, we're always going to be three steps behind because all of us in the black community are not on the same page. Right. So we're going to always be a little far behind because you're going to have the Oprah's and then you're going to have the, uh, what's the guy name? Uh, uh, what's the black guy I'm thinking about? Uh, Perry. Ben Carson. No, uh, Paris Denard. Sorry, he's a CNN commentator. Mm -hmm. He's on there and said that he was never respected, you know, by black people and black people were the, the ones who gave him the most trauma and stuff. Yeah, that's what you were raised around, of course. What do you mean? We all had trauma, but I'm not going to go around right. saying I hate black people. If that's no. the case. I hate everybody. Including Shit, yourself. everybody was getting, got me annoyed, you know? Right. <laughs> everybody got me annoyed at least once. Um, but, you know, and then, like, again, then we have the Angela Rise and then we have the Omarosas. So everybody's not on the same page, and you just need to celebrate yeah. those that deserve to be celebrated. And, you know, if we weren't, if we hadn't been so oppressed and been such a separate entity from everybody fucking else it wouldn't even be a thing but yeah. that's not our reality this is the damn world that we live in and we get treated like shit by everybody and they just white people no race likes us i think that's yeah. what's really starting to scare me is that i realize like no all races outside think they're better than us yeah we're legit at the bottom of the totem pole and and it's it's like we're fighting for scraps all the time and not only we feels like we're fighting to be recognized by other races, we have to do it with ourselves too. So it's, you're right, it, we always gonna be behind and always gonna be three steps back anytime we take one step forward because we can't, we can't love each other ourselves for that matter. Yeah, and you know, that part I told people like, you have to let that part of you go as well or you're gonna always affect your mental health in public. You know, look, thinking everybody's looking at you funny, thinking people talking about you, or you're going to consciously talk about other people in public, because I was that person. And Monique knows in high school, I used to be ready. You look at me funny, I was he already was. already, already on the 10, and I had to get rid of being on edge all the time, because I'm like, at this point, you know, it's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to always be behind, because even if I, as a single person, get us forward, it's going to be all these people that don't agree with the black agenda who are black that's going to push us back so i just for my own mental health i said fuck what y'all saying and i'm gonna go with what i'm saying and we can agree to disagree yeah 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 i think the most recent example of what y'all are talking about was when monique made her comment about black women stepping out of the house with bonnets on and you could see that there was a clear divide and you had one type of black people that was like, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm a black woman. I own it. I'm going to wear my bonnet. I'm still bold, black and beautiful. And then you had people that I connected with and was like, listen, when you step out of the house, you are a representation of your family and your fam your extended family at that. And taking a bonnet off would only take two seconds. Who told you a bonnet meant that you <laughs> that it was like a bad thing or that you know ha wearing a bonnet made you this like greater person like no take the shit off you look a hot fucking mess you so you mean to tell me you're going to go out in public with this bonnet on and then you're going to come home and get in the bed with the bonnet on 
But yet you might be the same person that's saying, oh, I'm not, you can't wear your outside clothes in my house or on my bed. Bitch, does any of that make any sense? <laughs> right. <sighs> I feel like there's only certain times it's acceptable. You're getting ready for a big event. Like a okay. wedding. Your hair is done. You're trying to get it fucked up. Like, and I'm not, I'm not upset about people who wear the bonnets or the, you know, the house shoes. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'm just, I just can't concern myself. The with house you. shoes are, that's, that's, let's not even go there. I would rather see the bonnet than the house shoes. Mm. But usually it's part of the outfit. <laughs> I don't think I, I mean, I'm sorry. Anytime I think about anyone stepping out and they fucking bonnet, they don't, they look like they legit rolled out of bed. Most of the time I ain't got no fucking bra on. Cause honey, if you ain't got enough energy to take off this goddamn bonnet, I know you ain't finna put on a damn bra. You finna slip them house shoes on and you finna walk your ass out that house. Like you rolled up out that fucking bed, put in them slippers and walked out. You're not making any effort. I'm sorry. And that's the only issue that I have that you don't care enough about yourself to at least slap a fucking hat on. Like, I can understand you don't want to do your hair. I don't want to do my damn hair. That's why right. this hat is on. I saw a group of six of them at the Pickle Wiggly with a bonnet on. And I'm just like, so y'all just decided to meet up and show up like this. Okay. This is what we're doing today. But <laughs> I think, like Jawanda said, our perception and our past experiences play a part in, like, how we process those interactions with people um, amongst within the black community. So... It all yeah. plays a part in your mental health because now I'm judging myself about how I go to the store because I'm j- judging them right. with the mm-hmm. same judgment. And it's stressful sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, this shirt wrinkle. Fuck y'all, I'm going to the store. <laughs> yeah. I had to just realize, I was like, I ain't going to never, I probably never see these people in my life. And plus I got on a mask, they don't know what the hell I look right. like. So let me go on about my don't business. Don't be, uh-uh. people right. recognize you in the mask. Some people I'll be like, damn, you know me? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even from that side of the town, so they don't know oh, me. Okay. And I don't know nobody here anyway, so it's fine. Got it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I had on a bra. I had on underwear. I had on a shirt. I had on pants. I just was just like, damn, I look stupid. I mean, you know, to us, like, we don't go out. Like, if we're expected to go somewhere, we don't just dress any kind of way and just put shit together. Yeah, no. We're just like, okay, I'm going somewhere. Let me put on these appropriate clothes. Right, but uh, but that's always that's my mom in the back of my head. For you know, like I, hell yeah, where your earrings at? Ain't you finna go somewhere? You don't don't leave out this house without putting on earrings. Mm-hmm. It's just little stupid mm-hmm. shit. So I mean, not putting on a bra, <laughs> couldn't dream of it. Now do I do it? Sure I do, but but still, you know, after a while, I had to kind of ignore her. Like you know what? I'm just finna run up to this here gas station and get this little thing of milk so I can make my Alfredo sauce. I don't even feel like going to a real store. Girl, not wearing a bra is not an option. But, I was. I mean, Constance. Well, you have, Constance has y'all have titties. Y'all have titties. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I'm part of itty bitty titty committee, and I don't have these issues. I'm sorry. We've had this conversation. I've been asking to donate for quite some time. Y'all could. Y'all could give me a. I've been of trying. Once I figure it out, girl, you can have this adipose because I don't want it. It's hot. And I've been carrying it around for God knows how long. It is hot. You can have it. Okay. So back to the questions at hand. We want to know what is your top three things that you think we should address in the black community outside of, you know, how people walk out of the house. I think we need to address, uh, I've always had, a, this is my pet peeve, what happens in the house stays in the house. I think that is a bad uh, stigma in the black community that we need to address because a lot of us don't know what to tell. You know, I don't want to get 
people, I don't want like younger generations to get confused on whether they should tell us that your uncle's molesting you or whether they should tell us that their mom's getting their ass beat every night by the daddy. Like, I don't want it to, I don't want it to incorporate the same thing when it says what happens in the house stays in the house, just suck it up and deal with it. That's what goes right. back to what I was saying. I hate that whole suck it up and deal with the attitude. That's not me. You know, I'm, I'm a very, listen, I don't want to stay here. This is what's happening. This is toxic. You know, I was always that child, but you know, I think we need to address, uh, normalizing not being embarrassed by our trauma yes for sure and i think that's part of why so many of us have so much of it is that we are we've been holding them things in for years now and still haven't talked about it and and don't talk about how it affected us as kids and what it made us believe about ourselves or what a family should look like or you know that type of thing you hit deep right there bro because i be worried about that with my own students Cause they don't know what to tell and even if i report it it might make the situation worse I, it could that's gonna be my rant when we get to that i know who i got my fuck you for <laughs> fucking, fucking dss oh wow but yeah it, it's 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 a shame I, I i don't know i mean i can understand like to an extent keeping business in-house because you don't want everyone to know every mm-hmm. single thing but I, I guess you have to figure out how to just have that conversation with your children how or to differentiate the dip yeah yeah or how to teach kids what's correct to say and what's you know i don't know like how to differentiate that but you can't tell that to the child because children tell everything and it gets scary when they learn not to tell things because someone has scared them enough or really gotten in their face and taught them, you better not say anything. Yeah. Right. My sister, um, with my niece, one thing that she always um, ingrains in my niece is that we don't keep secrets. So she was like, I don't care if somebody tells you to keep it a secret. You don't. Because she don't want somebody to be like, you know, something happened that's inappropriate mm-hmm. that happens to her. Yeah. And they tell her to keep that a secret. And right. she's not telling anybody. So she's like, uh-uh, we don't do that. We don't keep secrets. You tell me what's happening. Or even if it's somebody said, oh, they kissed somebody and whatever, whatever. Tell yeah. that shit. We don't keep secrets around here. Yeah. So I think that's important because I think a lot of families have, you know, that situation in their lives and nobody says anything. So it never gets addressed. And then that ends up affecting that person's mental health along, you know, along the line in the future. Yeah. That's good. No secrets. I like that. I do too. But I think that would be a problem for some parents. That would mean they have to take accountability for the shit they do in front of their children. Oh, it does. Now, don't my, my niece to tell. She loves to talk and yeah. talk news. Right. So no secrets for her. Oh, all, all children love to tell. <laughs> they can't wait to come and tell. It'd be, I think parents be amazed about the shit that I've heard over the years. I've known about people's marital status, they their home situations, who's beating whose ass, who's smoking what, mm-hmm. who's drinking what, how much they've had to drink, how often they drink, who's having an abortion. Like, I know two yes ma'am. I know my first year, my mom had an abortion. I was like, okay, you're in the fifth fucking grade. Why do you even know what that is? Your mother already has six children. I mean, that might have been the best course of action, but 
still why do you know that and why did she tell you but she probably didn't tell she probably overheard mm-hmm. it but even still it really would have it would make them very accountable for the things they say and do and I, some parents just just they just do anything i'm like i ain't judging nobody that smoke weed i really am not but, but nigga, take that in the other room or something do it when your child go to bed outside something take tell them put their asses to bed and go out in the car like you like have some shame <laughs> have some shame do it like you like when you go and do the do go and hide it but i know one of the other things that you are um like it makes you ir- irritated it's like when you hear a family pushing out someone out of the house at 18, even though they're not well established, I know that's one of the things that you say we should address as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the second one, um, that is one of my other ones, um, pushing the kids out at 18, um, especially when they're not ready, because a lot of the, they weren't mentally in a space where they were taught about credit scores and how to balance a checkbook. You know, they weren't taught like, you know, that you need you need credit. They weren't taught that you don't have to go to college. You can get a trade. They weren't taught certain things and they push you out at 18, forcing you to grow up. Mm-hmm. And then when you got all this anger and all this anxiety about the world, they can't figure out where to come from. Like that's just life. And that's just like a big pet peeve. No, this is something you created. You didn't teach us that. We didn't learn it in school. One thing I give my mom, she taught me early on how to balance a checkbook and early on how you gonna need to get a secure credit card, and I just refuse to use my money to put it on some credit card that I can't get back. I was cheap like that back then, so <laughs> I never knew that I actually needed that. But a lot of parents um, kind of force kids out, and I'm not saying keep them in at like 25, 26, but at least get them ready in a space where they can handle their bills. Because I know when I first got out, I was in my one bedroom apartment. I had to learn these bills can wait. These ones are more important. I had to learn, listen, fuck them calling your phone every two seconds. Like, if they're going to call, they're going to call. I had to learn that in college in order to, you know, get myself together. But there were a lot of kids that were just out on their own, and the parents can't figure out why they're still trying to get their stuff together. And I'm just like, it's you. Like, you didn't prepare them properly. You put them out, and they just had to figure it out. And so, and if they don't break the curse, they're going to pass it down to their kids also. Yeah, I was going to say that. Unfortunately, that probably came from them not being taught what they're supposed to do from their parents. So it just trickled down. You, they were just taught yeah. that you're 18, you're not my responsibility anymore. So get out. That's crazy to yeah. me. And yeah, lastly, for like my last one about the black community, I do not like that we put this stigma on black women on what they should and should not be. I feel like they should be whatever it is that they want to be. They don't have to be married by a certain time. They don't have to graduate college a certain time. They don't have to have kids a certain time. Stop putting on them that if they're single at a certain age without a husband, that they're some tainted damn woman. I'm just like, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You can get sick. There's two things I always say that don't have a time limit, and that's success in love. So you can get married at any time. You can fall in love at any time. <laughs> Constance is here for and it, you, okay? Honey, I'm here for all the shit. Yeah. You keep going, Mr. Favor. <laughs> and you can get, you you know, you can fall in love at any time. You can be successful at any, at any time. So I don't like everybody be saying like, oh, she's 33. She's not married. So, okay, what's the problem? The, the men ain't shit. So let's, let's move on. The men <laughs> I found ain't for me. What you want me to say? You know, that I don't understand why they do that um, to them. They don't have to, you know. 
get at a certain age and if they get over the 35 mark that everybody keeps putting on them if you're not over 35 with kids i'm like there are surrogacy there's adoption there's foster care like let's stop the antics like that's the only way like oh well you can't birth one okay well somebody can do it for me what's next i got all i got it like i just don't like what they do that to black women because i feel like it puts pressure on them and they get in relationships and because society put pressure on them they're now putting pressure on the partner and mm-hmm. you know the partner sometimes may not can take the pressure and then y'all can just start button heads so i just want people to just let them be whatever they're going to be without judgment but we're very judgmental in our community yeah i think that's where a lot of anxiety and issues come from too cuz i was on that that goddamn biological clock for so long and it's scary <laughs> like that should be ticking and you be like 18 and 19 thinking oh i'm not going to college to find a husband but you know, I would really like that. Go and kill two birds with one stone and go ahead and live this little fairy tale life and leave out of there with some. It's a whole thing. And it's like always in the back of your mind. It was always in the back of my fucking mind. It wasn't in the back of mine, no. but it was. It, was it became a thing after my gynecologist was like, yeah. So, you know, you're getting up there, right? And I'm like, where's well, the blood pressure high? Or what are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> Finna die? Like, what's right. going what's on? Talking about, oh, well. You know, you should probably start trying to have kids in the next couple of years because after you reach 35, it becomes high risk. Well, the Lord is able because unless a guy shows up tomorrow and tells Monique she doesn't have to work anymore, I'm not having no kids. (laughs) Like, it's just kids are expensive. They take up a lot of your time. Mm. And then unless you have a village to help you in that process, I have a cousin right now who's going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And I don't want to do that. I see the effects of pregnancy on black women and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. My me and my dog will be okay until some help gets here. Until then. Right. <laughs> and see, and you being brave, honey. My I'm so scared I'ma fuck up an animal. I can be I can't even keep a cat. She gone. <laughs> I can't even commit to a dog. Yeah, she gone. Listen, listen. We'll talk about cookie later. But anyway, I, I can't I can be, well you know, she just, she out there doing her own thing. A thug thistle. But I can't even commit to a pet. Because a pet is just as, I mean, it's not exactly the same as a child, but it's, it's damn similar. Mm-hmm. You, you feed them, you take care of them, you love on them, you show them affection and attention. And when you go somewhere, you got to figure out where they're going to go. Because they can't, they can't stay Listen, home by themselves. Trying to find a sitter. They don't never go into that. Trying to find a sitter while I was in DR was a mess. I had more anxiety about trying to find somebody to watch her versus me actually getting on a plane mm-hmm. to leave. Because if my do- if right. something happened to my dog while I was gone, I was setting something on fire. Like you, <laughs> right? See, and that go hard. I'll beat your ass over my my fur right. baby. That's real. That's there yes. too. It is. But child, mm-hmm. I was always wanting to be for the streets. I never had intentions of getting married or having kids. Yeah, you are the first so one married. Gonna... <laughs> right. My whole intention, right. my intention is going to college for me to be free and me to do my thug thistle. And I had no intentions of finding no man, having no kids, doing none of that. I was going to be the auntie traveling the world, going on vacations. I bring you something back from Paris. Mm. Bye. But see, I, I think that's why it was so much, I hate to say, it, not easy for you, but because you just did not care about it. It wasn't on the forefront of your mind. So when it happened, it was like, oh, okay, well, let me see how you're going to add to my life. And we'll take it from there. Because 
you were on the forefront of your mind. I always thought like, you know, it was like getting married was like a destination, not necessarily a part mm-hmm. of my journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that I think that was my issue. And now that I've kind of switched my mindset to say, well, you know, bitch, if this shit happened, it happened. If the Lord will it, fantastic. <laughs> but if not, that's okay too. Because I, I actually had a good time being single. I, I'm loving it. I like being single. I don't mind being just somebody's auntie. I don't mind giving my money to little people that ain't mine that I can hand back mm-hmm. to their parents. Get them things right Come here, there. baby. Let me spoil you. Now go on back. All I was right, telling I Monique, I think for me, I'm trying to figure out, because I've had a lot of old family members, mm-hmm. who the fuck is taking care of me when I get, you know, not get yeah. older. Yeah. Um, and that's my only thing. Because um, I asked my niece just to be funny. I was like, Okay, I said, when Uncle Boogie gets older, I was like, are you going to take care of me and your mom? She was like, yeah. I said, but I said, if it's too much for you, who's going to nurse a room, nurse a home first? And then she tried to sneak and look at me. I said, uh, time for some kids. Got it. You're not putting me in a <laughs> But the thing home. about the you kids know? is yeah. that it's not a guarantee that their ass going to take care of you. And, <laughs> and that's the sad part. Yeah. yeah. It's not. That is the truth. Yeah. yeah. It's not always a guarantee. I, mean, I love my brother, but... <laughs> I know better. If he's one of them, them niggas get elderly, I'm I'm bringing them to my house. I already know. I'm going to be the caregiver. I love Doug, but I know his ass is not going to do it. I'm going to be the one. He's going to leave that nursing home bed spinning. <laughs> Listen, dad and already checked with me. Oh. So y'all ain't going to put me in nursing home. I'm like, dad, I ain't going to let you go in no damn nursing home. They wouldn't be able to deal with you no way. They be trying to call me up there every day. Because you're in there trying to lecture and preach and she can carry it on. And you're just supposed to take your medication and eat your jello and sit down. But you know you don't know how to. You just come on to my house. <laughs> yeah, I had to think about that. Like, what am I going to do? But that's why I said I need a couple kids. Damn. And just pray. I'm just, you can like, have some options. Yeah, like, at least, look, one of y'all little niggas got to do it. Like, one of y'all. One of y'all. I know I did right by one of y'all. Like, come on. Like, somebody, like somebody got to. Somebody can put me in a back room. You know what I'm saying? the back room. I'm, the old people like, do be in the please. back room. <laughs> Somebody just put me back. Please don't let them. Oh God! You just yeah. You you catch them when they they good and hormonal like they eighteen nineteen maybe hit them at twenty. You just get right there in their face at a holiday function, like Thanksgiving or Christmas after they ate real good, and just let them know. Just slide that shit right on in there. You know you're gonna take care of your daddy when I get <laughs> old and, and decrepit. Right. <laughs> You want to be on this wheel? I better right, be okay. You take care of me. I'm going to take care of I'm you. I'm leaving most of it to you. I expect you to take care of this family, but I need you to take care of daddy, too. That's going to be in my wheel. If I'm in a nursing home, none of my kids get nothing. That is in my wheel. I'm not playing. <laughs> if I'm in a nursing home, they get absolutely nothing. Because, therefore, y'all don't give a fuck, so neither do I. I'm not. No, I need to be. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's, mm-hmm. let's encourage know. black families to have life insurance and write wheels. Why why do we ignore Please that write part? Because you create such stress for the family members that you leave behind. Like, we yeah. were talking about, what, Aretha Franklin? Her family is still feuding mm-hmm. over her estate. Yeah, one either. I wonder if James Brown's family ever got it together. No. They still fighting over his estate, too. That's when you don't leave a will. They just have to see who was... You know, by law, what they're supposed to do. The closest. And it's just... But a lot of them are scared to write that will because they be feeling like you're manifesting something. But you need to just write that out and be like, look... Because if I'm I'm older, I'm like, listen, I don't know what's going to happen. 
did this one get this 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 and this at the bottom in bold print if i am in a nursing home at the time mm -hmm. of my death none of them get nothing <laughs> it goes to this particular charity uh-huh yeah. damn well you already got that shit yeah, I already planned it. Yeah. And the thing about wills is that you can always change yeah. it. It's not like it's not concrete. So just yep, whatever you say for right now, you can come back years later and be like, I don't want that no more. Let's switch it up. Interesting. I never thought about it like that. That you manifested something by writing one, because my dad's always had one. And as I got older, like every time they go out of town, I'm like all right, well. Let's go back over this again. All right. The will's in the safe and everything's being left and you're going to be in charge of so-and-so. Every time they go out okay. of town? When they go far uh, distances and shit, yeah. Not every time, but like when they go, you know, out of country or if they're going, you know, they're going I'm far away. Because you're... He just, he's like, he just never knows. Well, he's getting older now. You know, he's damn near 60. But he's just like, now he's like, you just never know what could happen. People crazy. There's Rona out here, just yeah. in case anything pops off, you know, unexpectedly. Just know where the shit is, and I hate it. I like I don't want to talk about it, but it's it's necessary to talk about. He's like it's, but he's he's cool with that shit. He's he's a person who's like, there's only two things for sure: is your race, and you got to be born, and you got to die. Like it's it's going to happen. You don't know when, but and it's going to happen. And I need them. Don't leave that out. Texas, yeah, Texas, yeah. Aretha, Aretha paying hers and she dead. Morning, really? I'm about to say, no, they're there. Now, whether you pay them or not, that's on you. That's a whole choice. All right. The commercial said, don't mess with the IRS. And they ain't lie okay. about that. <clears throat> Lord have mercy. Y'all were fun. Yeah. We try. We try. We try not to be dry, you know. <laughs> So, Carmine, can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media and um, connect with yes. you on all your other social media platforms? Yes. So, on Instagram, my Insta is Life of Carmine, and my blog page is Juicy Talk Radio One. Um, we talk world news. Uh, we talk juicy celebrity gossip. We put everything on that page, um, and on Facebook, it is Carmine Favor with an apostrophe. So, yeah, you can connect with me there. And um, also, if you need to write me about anything, it's juicytalkinfo at Gmail. I just got an email from Atlanta NAACP. They saw my spill on the last podcast I collaborated with about the black community, about how the state of black gays in Atlanta. Yeah. And they said they would like me to speak. You know I'm not a good public speaker. You did. You're going to do um, great. You'll be great. I get nervous and start cracking jokes. So I don't really know what to do. So um but yeah, they wrote me the other day and said they wanted me to speak because a lot of people are afraid to say certain things. But the bottom line, it's just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Atlanta dating scene is what it is because everybody's in the same sexual position and everybody's scared to call it out. And, you know, women in Atlanta can't date because the men here are, how we say, uh, they like the trick it if it, it ain't tricking if you got it type of dudes. Like mm. they got girls at home that look ordinary. But they trick off on the little boob job ones in the street. Um, and they keep wondering. They be like, well, he took me on a trip and paid 5K. And he ignored me when he got back. Yeah, he already tasted you for six days. Why would I? I don't. I already know what it tastes like now. Now I can go back home for a few months. And then when I'm ready to come again, I'll hit somebody else up. That's what they do here. Jesus. You want to find your husband, go to, go to Nevada or Idaho. 
Salt Lake City, Utah, you got to go to the outskirts. Um, if you're looking for a certain type of dude, especially just Atlanta people, but down there, y'all, it's easy to find. But not easy to find, but it's easy to date. Um, but not saying you're going to find your soulmate, but it's easy to date up here. It's kind of, look at Constance like, no. Right, <laughs> that's no. lies. We slim, can go find. Slim around here. Um, well, I mean, but, you find some people, they may not be your type. Right. Right. Up here, you yeah, may not yeah, even I see find what you're your saying. type. Up here, you're not going to yeah, you're not gonna find your type because sometimes you get rejected so much, then they start going, they start going gay, and you wonder why they're inexperienced. I'm like, they knew over here, you know, <laughs> <They're new laughs> they, they didn't know what to do. Um, oh Lord! But yeah, I was speaking about awareness of HIV and stuff like that. I said a lot of them don't really get tested, and a lot of them just um, don't really like to talk about it. But it is a subject we have to talk about in the gay community. Yeah, and. You know, in the black community, need to tell us when you are on medication as well, whether it's anxiety or not. I need to know how how frantic you are. So I was just speaking about that on the podcast. I was like, a lot of us get it. We don't know their temper because we haven't discussed their medical history. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I love that. Well, congratulations! Yay. Yes, very big congratulations. Mm -hmm. You're gonna do Thank fine. You. You're gonna do fantastic. I'm sure it'll be the first of many public speakings for you. Thanks. And I pray many blessings to y'all. Y'all like fun and very Thank soothing you. and well balanced. So it's nice to see. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to try and keep this energy up. <laughs> <laughs> try and get like you when we grow up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Somebody asked me to speak so I could be nervous. All right. I want to be nervous because somebody asked me to speak. I want someone to send me a letter. I just want someone to give us some money to do this so we can cover costs that's just that's all i want mm -hmm. let's just start right there yeah, bottom line. Just will come. <laughs> we need a come. we need an unestablished sponsor hello mo did you switch your drink too no i had riesling the whole time but i tasted the other one oh. when I, before it started i'm so, the only one suffering yeah you chose this shit, and then you're going to turn around and say you don't like it, but anyway. I don't like it, but I have to be fair. All of the all of the other 13 oh. drinks I chose, I like. You know what? This is what we're going to do. Every time we have a guest on here, we gonna, we gonna, I'm going to ask your opinion. Uh, Kwame, do you have any just drink? Because I'm, I'm about ready to switch to liquor, god damn it. Um, <laughs> you have any drink, liquor or wine related, that you swear by you know what's your go-to and clara uh, minds want to know so my go-to wine is pink moscato bello bole you know we do have to start moscato month i think and, gonna um, do it after. yeah pink my go-to liquor is uh what well, it's not really a i guess a big brand but it's called click vodka mm -hmm. and it's pretty smooth um it's a black owned brand that i actually like I'm not just saying it because they black owned, because you know all black people don't got good business. Oh, no. um, but don't let me hit on that. That's, all. That's yeah. a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say, but it's called Click Vodka. Theirs okay. is actually really smooth with like pineapple juice and cranberry juice. It's really good. It's, it's like my go-to. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Look, I, we gonna have to start because you know, I mean, I love our listeners. But ain't nobody sending me no emails and no no responses and ain't nobody saying nothing. Ain't nobody putting nothing on Instagram. I need some suggestions because now we let's just legit don't know what to do. We're going to have to just get on different types of Moscato or something because we don't we try do, I feel uh, like we don't try it every We're wide. supposed to do a, a Mo Moscato <clears throat> mall. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's dedication to Monique. 
All right. Well, it's nice meeting everyone. Well, nice meeting yes, you, and too. you too. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was great. <laughs> Oh, shit. We could just go oh. straight on into it because yeah. I ain't got no jolly feelings this this time. <sighs> Damn. Well, bitch, whining with wine. Tell me your grievances. Whining with wine, bitch. Just tell me what's on your mind. Yeah, because I'm, I'm irritated as fuck. Like, just because you had, you laid on your back and decided to get pregnant again doesn't mean that uh your family has to financially support you we don't have to give gifts we can wish you well from afar and you should be happy like when did we get into the culture that because every when did we get into the culture that every time you have a child your family has to come to a baby shower and give all these elaborate gifts especially when we know that you laid on your back the whole pregnancy and didn't fucking work not that it was medically induced you just did you chose not to so then you chose to go to Facebook and make a comment about, oh, people that I thought were family didn't show up and support. And it's not about the gifts, but you didn't support. Family is always going to be family. Family is always going to show up. But I'm sorry that you made this public right. announcement two days after the baby shower. So that lets me know you actually are pressed about the gifts. And it's not just support because then you should always know that your family is going to be there. So I was just irritated. Like, I can't even believe that this is what we're having to deal with in 2021. Your aunts and mother should raise you to uh, understand what's appropriate and what's not. I work hard for my coin. And I was out enjoying my coin in DR. Don't you think it would have been adult-like to text somebody, call somebody, be like, hey, I noticed you didn't respond to the invitation. I know that you didn't show up. Is everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. Like, the entitlement. I don't have kids because I know I can't afford them. Even if y'all brought me gifts at the damn baby shower, I wouldn't be taking, able to still take care of them. So help me understand. Are family members obligated to show up at the baby shower after you don't had the first kid? And on top of that, when you have an event, you show up two hours late? I'm no longer giving you my whole day to wait on your ass to show up. So, no, I'm not interested. You can suck my big toe. That's the end. The big fucking toe. (laughs) Not sure why we're even having the baby shower in the first place. Also, not sure why you're so pissed off about it. Like, like you said, say something to somebody. If you if you have an issue, get a tissue. Yeah, I think it's a passive aggressiveness that irritates the shit out of me because I'm just like, if these particular people made you feel some type of way, my phone works, my Facebook Messenger works, my Instagram DM works. So if you're not willing to talk direct to me, then hmm, child, and then showing up two hours late to a baby shower. It's a baby shower. Baby showers are quick. That's what I like about baby showers. You get there in the middle of the day. You have a little snacky snack. You have some good ass sherbet punch. You ooh and ah if you're going to go. And you get the fuck Wait, out. Remember we had that slogan say niggas going to nig. Them niggas be nigging. I'm, the event should be over by, by the time you show up. And I'm just, I have no more sympathy. 
No yeah. more interest of showing up to anything else like, that you host. I'm good. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. No, just don't have no more. Let's do that. Well, speaking of kids, um, my rant for this week is for um, any DSS that is raggedy AF. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you, as a teacher, we are obligated to you know, report anything that we notice, any strange behavior, any bruises, that kind of thing, okay? And I totally understand that. It even was told to us during Rona times that most, a lot of DSS issues weren't being reported to DSS because kids were not in school because we're the only ones who call people, apparently. At least that's how they made it seem. But please tell me, what's the fucking point of me paying attention and giving a damn about my kids and reporting abuse, whether it be sexual, whether it be physical, mental, or fucking verbal, if you're not going to do a goddamn thing about it, if you're going to call the parent and fucking warn them before you come and inspect, if you're going to line up a family for a kid who you know needs to be taken out of a meth house where they don't do shit with that kid, they barely feed that fucking kid, and you line up a family for them and then you drop their case as soon as the family's ready to take them, please tell me why the fuck do I have to do and jump through all these hoops and possibly face jail time if I don't, if you're not going to fucking do anything? Please explain to me, government, what the fuck are you doing with DSS? Do you actually give a damn about children? Because you love to tell women what to do with their bodies and tell them that they can't abort them and, and prevent them from fucking coming here. But then when, you, when they get here, you treat them like shit. So what is the real fucking purpose of this? What are you not doing? Because it can't be only the people that work at DSS. I don't know what y'all's problem is, but you don't give a shit about children. Not those of you that ain't doing nothing. Not those of you that are warning every fucking parent, because every parent does not deserve kids. Some people actually pop out children to get money. Please stop giving so many people the benefit of the doubt. But I feel bad for the social workers because I, right. I hear all the time that they're overworked. Like there's not, that's the, it's kind of like along the lines mm-hmm. with therapists yeah. during the pandemic. There's only but so much that they can What's do the before they themselves need assistance. You're not going so, to follow the rules. Right. And that's why I on. say, I'm not saying fuck you to DSS. I'm saying fuck you to the government and to the people mm-hmm. that run DSS, yeah. that DSS is under. Mm-hmm. Whoever they are, whoever monitors them, you need to do better. You need to figure out how to help your workers. You need to figure out how to put better systems in place. Like, you need an overhaul. You need an efficiency system because you're not helping anybody. You're not helping anybody. And if you are helping, you're picking and choosing who you help. Because I have, like, legit at my school, we don't even know why we bother anymore. Have no idea why I bother. Like, I feel bad for my children because I know if something is happening to them, shit will not get done. It will not get done. And it's not because the kids weren't brave enough to come say something. They actually trust us enough to say shit. But once that fucking fails because DSS or whoever the fuck calls these parents and warns them before they come to do these inspections to possibly really do something about this, to make it null and fucking void, then the kid won't say anything to us ever again. Because it didn't fucking help. That's rough. It didn't change yeah, shit. Yeah, no, it has to be rough as a teacher. Because you, you see them every day. You interact with them every day. 
So you want to be able to use all resources that you can for them. But then when the resources are shitty. Like, I can't take them all home. Don't think I haven't thought about it. But I can't. There have been several children I have wanted to adopt. Mm. But I can't. Mm-hmm. So I need y'all to get your shit together. Sometimes it's neat to be said. What you wanna what you what you whining about this week? Yeah. Cause we hot and heavy over here. I, yeah, what, what, it, yeah. Do you have something what comical? Worried, friend? <laughs> no, it's just something annoying. It don't, something I don't even deserve to be a wine with wine, but it just happened to me mm-hmm. today. So I was on the social medias and you know, like I like to join like fitness groups and stuff like that. You know, just so they randomly pop up on my timeline to be some kind of motivation for me to get my life together. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, I've been trying to lose weight for five thousand years. Sure. I mean, I've I've made some progress, just you know, not the progress I would like to make. But I hate when people post before and after photos, but the after photos be before the photo before photo. It's called a before and after for a reason. Put the before picture first, then put the after. Then I don't have to worry about what where what happened. Where's the transformation? I don't know. Because you're putting this after picture here right. and the before picture after. It, it bothers me so much and I know That's it shouldn't so bother me that and I know it sense. shouldn't be a big deal. But no, it, it should. No, it is. Cause it, it it just defeats the purpose. Like it's a it's before it go the before picture goes before. I know, and then especially in those photos where it's like <laughs> you see a little progress, but you don't see a lot. So you got to double check the picture to make sure the picture you post first is the right picture or is the next picture. Is this? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't. Right. I shouldn't feel. <laughs> I know. No. I, it's no. It's okay. It is okay. See, these are the things. It's all right, friend. These things, we got to talk about these things because we just got to make it make sense. Because I don't understand either. I don't either. Why would you put a before picture after the after picture? It's after. They they have these words for maybe, a reason. <laughs> before goes Maybe before. they just and got excited and they go after the It's a whole timeline situation. <laughs> First of all, Instagram lets you number your photos. So you know what order you're putting them in. That's true. You could also add a caption. You can edit. You also you can post. rearrange. So you know what order. <laughs> you can be like, oops, I post them out of order. You can edit So basically it. you're trying to say there's no, there's no excuse for the people. There's no excuse. And I should not be this so upset about you posting your before and after pictures. I'm happy that you you lost the weight and continued on your journey. I'm I'm excited for you. I'm just upset that you got these shits out of order. And I don't know why it bothers me so bad. But it does. Get your shit in order. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn make it, it makes sense, please. Because it doesn't make sense. It, but it does. A lot of shit don't make sense. But, don't. but here we are, fourteen episodes in. Live it. Here us is Jesus. Living this Live life. Oh, how did us get here? 
All right, guys. Anything else? Oh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. All right. Unestablished Podcast. Okay. Yes. Yes. The link is in the bio. Unestablished Podcast. Hit us up on email. Nobody has emailed us. You know, if just say hey and then just bye. I mean, that's fine. Okay. Unestablished Podcast at gmail.com. The link will be in the bio as well. Thanks you. Thank you, Kwame, for coming through. We appreciate it. Dropping some gems. Um, his information will be yes. in the bio as well. Um, if you want to reach out to us personally, our handles are on the unestablished um, bio. So you can hit us up there too. Other than that, do you guys have anything else to say before Mo takes us out? Mm-mm. Just I love you guys. Try not to nig this week. Can't wait next week. Just try yeah. not to nig this week. Mental health is real, but don't don't put that shit on other people unless you absolutely need to, and that is somebody that's trusted within your circle or a licensed therapist. Yeah, that too. Right. Mm-hmm. Work on finding your outlet. Read a book like Kwame. You know, listen to some music. Listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mo, go ahead and take us out, girl. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining us this week on Unestablished. Be sure to catch us every week. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all podcast platforms. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, peace and love.